Have you seen Kubo and the Two Strings? Awesome. Let's talk about it. Contextual deviance. It's not what you watch, it's how you watch it. Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode of this show, we will be discussing a particular piece of pop culture art and analyzing it through a series of randomly chosen contexts. The contexts in question have been pre-written, but will be selected by drawing from our contextual chalice, uh, <laughs> the name of which I've been challenged to say a different way every time. And I don't know if I'll be able to, but I'll try. Uh, joining me this week to discuss a particular film is co-host of the Hypotheticast, David Gutchy. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi. Also joining me this week is my wife, Asia Hagen. Hi. Hi. Thank you for marrying me. Aw. Uh, well, you know, I didn't have too much of a choice. <laughs> oh, there was a choice involved? I don't know. Oh, did you not Did you not read the contract? Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm just going to be right back. Oh, no, no. Horrible mistake. <laughs> I'm also going to be right back. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to be right back. Um <laughs> Uh, so this episode, we will be discussing the film Kubo and the Two Strings, currently streaming on Netflix. Uh, it is from Leica Studios, the folks who brought us Coraline, and uh, another movie, The Box Trolls. Everyone's favorite. Uh, so it's a mix of sort of claymation, CGI, um, unique sort of animation style. I believe this yeah. came out 2016 or 2015 i thought it was 2016 because i remember it not being that long ago that you went to see it because you went to see it by yourself right yes I and went you made a, a big stink about it Ooh, i, I love going to see movies by myself but christian gets really uncomfortable and I, so i remember I every time you do it did you make the stink in the theater or <laughs> like oh i i stink all over oh, okay um so when i make when i make stink it spreads around <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so, uh, it's currently streaming on Netflix. I would recommend watching it before you listen to this, because otherwise, it probably won't make sense. We're going to be analyzing the film uh, through specific plot points and characters and narrative stuff that is not, like, it's not something you would understand without having seen it. Uh, yeah. But you're welcome to give it a shot if you want. Uh, today, we will be discussing Kubo and the Two Strings through various context drawn from our contextual chalice and i think we should just get right into it uh asia would you be up for drawing our first context well yes i would be do i have to read what i you have to read it as it's written okay god damn it as it's written so this says let's make it bad (laughs) every (laughs) everything you liked about the movie but think of how it could have been made badly. Okay. Poorly? Is badly a word? Uh-oh. Oh, no. You know what? It is now. Okay. Language is fluid. Okay. Hey, language What's is fluid. Up? So, uh, let's think of things we liked from Kuba and the Two Strings. Let's start there. Okay. What are I've some, got one. What are some scenes or moments that we liked in Kubo and the Two Strings? Oh, I th- all of it. Uh, and by that, I mean the visuals of it. Were very very like probably the best part of it. Yes, like, to okay, be completely absolutely. Like, like it just like the thing that I fell in love with when I watched it was like, wow, look at it all. It's great. It looks great. But, so how would they <laughs> have done that badly though? Well, I'm imagining like a Saturday morning car- Christian cartoon level like I'm 3D animation. Yeah, be right there. I don't know what that looks like. Okay, that's fine. Uh, how is like, it different? There's, there's got to be flash animation. Well, I, w- I would say like. Three dimensional, like Pixar esque. Oh, but like, oh, like really VeggieTales? bad. Yes, VeggieTales, okay. but like maybe even worse. Like bad skins <gasps> on things. Leo the lion. 
Oh, sure. like Leo the Lion. Like yeah. basically, if this had been made in yeah, the like, late '90s when they thought they had mastered CGI, mm-hmm. but no one had. Yep. That when mm. when everyone's like, let's make everything 3D, even though it's not ready. Uh-huh. Oh, it's not ready. Oh no! You go back and watch some of those things like Beast Wars or Reboot. Beast Wars is a great example too. Beast so Wars. So like Kubo and the Two like Beasts. Such garbage. So Kubo and the Two Beast Wars. Okay. So or that's a great way to ruin it. What if instead they focused on the whole stop motion factor of it mm. and did like Davy and Goliath? Oh sure, like, oh, like old school Claymation. Claymation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that which would, makes ooh. me really uncomfortable. Oh, it's a little weird. Like Gumby. Oh yeah, Gumby. Um, Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's one important thing about Leica Studios is they have uh, evolved. They have made significant leaps forward in stop motion animation, uh, using a lot of new technological practices to make fluid animations. Paranorman. That's the other one I was hey, trying to remember. I Paranorman. Like also. I also enjoyed that movie. I was surprised, sorry to interrupt Christian, but I was surprised that it was um, stop motion because I, while I did like Coraline, I thought that one of my issues with it was just the choppiness of it. And this, I feel like they have done oh. some leaps and bounds. And I thought because CGI seems to be a not that it's an easy technology, but it's a very prevalent technology. Absolutely. I thought maybe they just embraced that completely and made it look a little stop motiony. Sure. Yeah. It seems like that. CGI right. would be the more expedient process, probably less, yeah, maybe less expensive, but also less on brand. Yeah, yeah That's and true. and it would have less of a unique flavor about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. say, yeah, this could be like a Sony, a Sony Pictures, <laughs> like emoji movie style Oof. CGI. Even that, yeah, even like well done, but just kind of uninspired yeah. CGI mm-hmm. would have made this movie not have right. even half the charm that it had. Mm-hmm. That's my idea. That's your yeah. idea. I also think that a lot of the humor in this movie um, was more character focused, like how the characters interacted with each other, mm-hmm. how it could have been made m- more <laughs> stupidly is the way a lot of uh, poorly made kids movies are with lots of pop culture references, mm. lots of hip lingo in yes. like old people saying hip lingo when it doesn't make any sense or isn't time appropriate. <laughs> It's like or the chipmunks slipped and fell into some butterscotch. Yeah, or like a lot of off-screen <laughs> antics that you don't get to see. Oof. In this one, it was more like how do the characters interact with each other? There's a bit of a sitcominess to it, where it's not too, yeah. yeah where there's like there's like bickering, but it's kind of like a, a healthy, lovable mm. bickering yeah. kind of thing. And while the beetle, that was his name at yep, the time. Beetle. So while the while beetle was, I mean, he was stupid and he had his dumb moments, yeah. but he also had some redeeming qualities about him, mm-hmm. and he wasn't mm. just shit on all the time in the way that <laughs> no. many dumb people yeah can be in movies sure the nuance of people yeah. is cool Actually, he could have just been a dumb character that right shit on yeah and he although wasn't. i would argue that a lot of times in kids movies the dumb people are the ones that are the heroes because <laughs> christian relates to them so well no it bothers <laughs> me do you remember it's it's my cat dog problem i've talked to you guys about my cat dog problem <laughs> yeah which uh, was it was a cartoon popular on nickelodeon i remember cat dog was, but i didn't where know cat that there was, was super smart and dog was super dumb and yeah. everyone loved dog and everyone hated yep. cat because he was such a buzzkill and that was like <laughs> that was like cartoons of that era to a t the smarter someone was the more annoying they were to everyone else and that still goes on. It's like, oh, you're such a nerdlinger, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting thought. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, so, uh, let's see. So, was there anything else that we can make bad? Mm. Mm. What are th- other things I liked about them? Well, there was a hero's journey, mm-hmm. a- and I would say the quest aspect of it kept it in sort of a logical sequence of events. They could have done something, which actually is uh, something someone pointed out to me about the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels that I hadn't noticed before, which is the second and third movies is literally, if you try to remember why they go to a lot of the locations they go to, you can't do it. (laughs) It's literally, they're just like, oh, now we have to go over here for some poorly explained reason, Mm. and then we have to go over here, and it's basically just an excuse to get them into these different locations for these scenes that they have set Mm. up. Without and it's just sort of like a wild goose chase that they just sort of drag the audience along for. That could have been mm-hmm. kind of what they did with this movie, whereas this one had sort of like a logical like they're going this direction and it, there's a reason behind it and they're trying to get these three specific items to get this specific thing to happen. You know, there was like there was a logical progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. So they could have done it the other way. It could have been the bad way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think this context actually is just. 
us secretly giving compliments to the movie and been like, you could have done worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think it's also it's useful to look at like, hey, this is this is something that the movie did su- like succeeded in. Yeah. And how it succeeded. And here's uh-huh. ways it could have totally failed. Right. I think one way they could have made it bad is including. Have you seen Ice Age? Uh, two or three. I mean, they're probably all the same. Yeah, but uh, I think I may have seen it okay. in bits and pieces. You know the little squirrel character? Yes. yes. This yes. movie could have had a little squirrel character. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. It like, didn't have one. It is like that movie is a journey across a bunch of space, and there are like three characters that are real. And then there's this little squirrel that follows them around and is this like side joke. That yeah. is completely superfluous and not and nobody likes. But is it just a filler? Like it. If it's they're just like, filler. we don't think this story that we've written is interesting <laughs> enough. Let's r- make them forget yeah. about it for a moment. Let's, let's just like distract those kids with a squirrel getting squished by big like giant ice. Right, flows. right. Yeah. That's actually that's a very. Now that you bring that up, there's I'm no I'm, superfluous. Characters. I'm thinking there's like a common thread in a lot of kids' movies where it's like the non-speaking or like barely mm-hmm. speaking. Uh, character that's clearly like we're selling a bunch of these toys <laughs> yep and they're eventually going to get their own spin-off movie like right. the minions yeah the minions Oof, are a yeah. perfect example yeah. minions or the the fucking the they squirrel from ice age or yeah. they who should not be named <laughs> the yellow toddlers um <laughs> yeah it was a very clean story it was very yeah. straightforward i mean i can like count the the characters that had like any screen time. The the closest I think this movie wild. had was the little paper origami version of Hanzo, who yeah. doesn't say anything, but he's like his screen time isn't superfluous because yeah. he's right. leading yeah, this barely a character. He was like a compass. But yet, <laughs> what I liked about it was that he still had they still had comedic moments built around uh-huh. him, like yeah. moving around and just like uh, the joke wasn't ever i don't know the the joke was pretty much always just like look at this little paper guy yeah. and like the way he moves and that sort of thing it was you know i don't know fuck it that, little that, paper guy yeah little paper guy yeah yeah the little paper guy could have been hijinks central yeah but little paper guy was as functional as they needed to be with a couple little character moments yep but mostly but you could tell that it was written intentionally and it wasn't just a an right. afterthought like yeah. oh god this is boring let's throw something right. well and i wonder if the animation has something to do with that the, the stop motion like how detailed they have to be with the physical uh handling of those items right. and uh, like it's not like cg where you can just screw sure. it like erase it later if you want yeah. it's like they had to physically build all of these things so they had to be sure that they, they wanted sure. like all right we have storyboarded the hell out of this movie because we need to know how many models we need yeah. to make it's a very it's a very yeah. tight movie in that yeah. sense tight 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 tight, tight, tight. so tight that's, that's from breaking bad yeah that's you know what when <laughs> i when i think i'm gonna listen to a podcast about kubo and the two strings <laughs> i'm like but i hope they reference breaking bad especially season two and uh as much tuco as possible yeah, so much tuco and the two strings tuco and the two strings of meth he loves meth <laughs> tuco asia loves breaking bad yeah so good um and meth all right. Mm. Well, so let's. What a good context. Let's just recap it? the context just real quick. Mm-hmm. Asia, can you recap what we talked about? <laughs> I didn't know that this would be part of it. Oh, well, now you're learning. You're learning oh on the job. God. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, here. So is that, is that part of it? I th- yeah, I think in theory. This yeah. one's so, like a little so hard because it was just this kind one's of a, bunch a little of lot of things. Yeah, but yeah. so, okay, so in theory, yeah. things that we like about it include. Uh, way, ways it could have been bad are uh, <laughs> uh, that it could have been badly animated, yes. that it could have had superfluous side characters that are just for jokes and don't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. It could have, uh, wait, the it could have been scattered. It was very tightly paced. Mm-hmm. It could have been very scattered. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one other thing that we said. Uh, hu- the humor, about the humor, uh, could have been more um, dumbed down and more pop sure. culture focused. Right, 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 right. Like yeah. emoji style, but it was not. <laughs> Okay, uh, time to draw our second context from the contextual chalice. I'm going to pull it up. The contextual chalice. There we go. There we go. Succeeding in my challenge. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, The next context in which we will be discussing the film Kubo in the two two strings. What would be the saddest ending possible for this movie? (laughs) Um, I think it was already. Yeah, actually, it was kind of. Well, it was kind of sad. Let's talk about the ending. The ending was 
old nihilist that wants to be a perfect transcendent being in heaven or wherever is like, yeah. hey, Kubo, stop feeling. Feeling sucks. And then Kubo was like, but feeling is great. And then killed him, sort of, but then made him old and he didn't remember anything. And a bunch of people lied to him and told him he was a good, told the old man that he was a good person. And that and was kind of. And then he said goodbye to the spirits of his dead parents. Yeah. So, it's, so that's not super sad. It's, it's sad, a little disturbing like, in a way. It's, it's, it's like bittersweet. It's like sure. good things happen, but also bad things happen. I think it could have just as easily ended. Well, maybe not just as easily, but it could have also ended in a sadder way. What are some ways it could have been sadder? I think it's always sadder when a child dies before a parent. No, no parent <laughs> should have to bury their child. <laughs> so what Shout could have happened is that Kubo could have sacrificed himself. So I'm that sorry, his- was that from Shark Tale? <laughs> no, those from Shark Tank. Shark Tank, the Mark Cuban. Show. <laughs> <laughs> no so parents should have to bury their child. Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> so I I've will invest a million dollars. <laughs> no parents should have to bury their child. So I have invested a machine that will bury them for them. <laughs> <laughs> so it could have been sadder if Kubo had sacrificed himself so that his parents oh. could have been resurrected, oh. and they could have oh, been saying goodbye to Kubo. Okay. Yeah, that could have been real, real sad, real sad. Uh, Another way. um, Oh, you know what? You know what scene we didn't get? Speaking of parents burying their children, we didn't get a scene of the Moon King mourning his daughters, all three of whom died. He didn't care. He didn't feel anymore. Right. He was fine. But it could have been sad if like, oh, actually, here we go. Okay. Moon King kills Kubo. Mm hmm. Uh, his parents ghost bury his ghost I guess because we have to include that in the set because this is cemetery. the saddest ending possible yes. right. so we gotta just pile it on ghost uh, funeral Marley dies the dogs from where the red fern grows die alright alright um, alright and uh, let's but, keep it in fiction guys <laughs> they were there I saw uh, but what's the oh the and then the old man get still gets defeated by all the villagers and becomes mm-hmm. his old self but all of his feelings that he has not been having while trapped in his Moon King body all come back to him, and he remembers his daughter dying, and his other daughter dying, and his other daughter dying, oh. and his wife, and how awful he is, and he like probably kills himself. Oh Ooh, shit! He like, commits seppuku. Yeah, and then everyone is like, "What have we done?" And they all look at each other, and uh, you know, that's how it. <laughs> that <laughs> is my screen that. right there. But let me throw another theory out. <laughs> I there. love this. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so throughout the movie, there's this really sweet old woman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's essentially Marley. She's she's sassy. She's (laughs) really caring. She's the sassy one. Love her. Another thing about her is that throughout the movie, she's trying repeatedly to get her driver's license back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time keeping this together. It's so emotional. Oh my god. (laughs) She fails so many times. Oh my god. Finally, at the end of the movie, Kubo and his parents all live. They live. Lady gets her driver's license. She drives back to the village to celebrate. Hits Kubo on the way into <laughs> town. <laughs> he dies. Resurrected again. <laughs> only to be killed by his grandfather on purpose from human to human. So he's not a god anymore. Oh, so they defeat him they in defeat dragon him. form. And but he then comes to life and he's like, oh, okay, I, he, like, he's a sweet old man. Everyone lies to him, tells him how great he is. Why does he kill Kubo? He's just a nasty old guy. He's just mean. He just, he just he's kills mean. kids. After a day of being the sweet, <laughs> floundering old man, he realizes how like he, he loves killing kids. That's totally true. <laughs> he Let just me loves killing kids. It's it was very subtextual in his character that he loved yeah. killing. We, kids. I think we all picked up on that. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, it was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it was there. Uh, a good a good ending. Let me uh let <laughs> pretty me just sad, pretty let sad. me just posit another one though. Pile it on. Let me just come up with another one though. So to this point, it's all been more or less the same. The guy, mm. the old man, gets stopped, loses his memory, mm-hmm. no longer the moon king. Yeah. But as we establish in the ending of the film, the memories of the ones we love hold power. And because yeah. he loses his memories of the people that he had the potential to love if he were able to feel, they don't get to move on to whatever the next life is. And they're oh. like trapped in some sort of earthen purgatory. And because now there's no moon king, because the moon king, yeah. there's no moon. 
So oh, no. Kubo has to make the decision to become the Moon King, losing his memories of his parents in the process or his feelings towards them, the me- his memories of his love for his parents. So they get trapped there. Well, the like it's like Whew. all of these people don't get to go to the afterlife because <laughs> there has to be a Moon King and they has it has to be an unfeeling... Batman needs a Joker. Yeah. Let me actually go off of that. No one wants to be the Moon King. There is no, no. moon. There's this no. village they're on... Is an island flooded? No, there's no tide. <laughs> there's Pulls o- there's no uh, water reaching the island at right. this point, but it's so far away that no one can get food or water, and, and they slowly all starve to death. Yeah. they starve to death. Yeah. They didn't have the foresight to realize they needed that moon king. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah, they needed that moon king. And it's the an last shot message. is Kubo, tears running down his face, gnawing on the flesh of his rotten neighbors. Of the old lady. Of the specifically the old lady. And scene. <laughs> of the old lady. Black. And that little kid. Yeah. I'm also picturing it like the end scene of Moonlight, like with the with the waves. Didn't see it? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did. We saw it <laughs> we saw it together. What the fuck are you talking Didn't about? Didn't see it. Asia's favorite joke. Denying that she's seen movies. We saw never it. seen it. Oh. Kubo and the Shoes. I've never seen it. Oh, no, that's weird. What are we talking about? Oh, what have we been talking about? For sorry, the last? when people just bring in movies, they just tell them <laughs> I didn't see it, so I don't have it. to talk about it. <laughs> Pressure's <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, Kubo Two Strings? <laughs> didn't see it. I don't know. <laughs> didn't you at the end of the movie lean over and go, so what were the two strings? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Actually, me. I kind so of actually, did wonder that. that no, it, I don't know. Okay. He explained it's, it to me. Okay. We're not going to get was into it. Was it his hair? Yeah, he was the third. So he, His so, was the third yeah, string. So Kubo, the, yeah. old third string, as I like to think of him. Old third string. Kubo Here's, is really the third string of this yes. movie. <laughs> Which brings me to the last possible theory <gasps> or a horrible saddest? sad ending. Oh god, okay, I'm ready. His parents come back to life. So in love. Ugh, so in love. So sad, I hate love. Kubo, kind of a third string. You know? He's getting in the way. Ooh. He's underfoot. Wants a lot of attention. Put him up for adoption. Am I right? <laughs> and the grandpa adopts him and kills him. Because the grandpa loves kids. Oh, grandpa kid. doesn't want him either. <laughs> he wants him dead. He wants him dead. But but up for adoption. <laughs> okay. A third rate family. Um, let's call them the butt kisses. Yeah. Has anyone seen uh, It Takes Two? No. Eric Kate, Ashley Olsen? I, oh, wish I, I wish I could say I hadn't, but I've watched it with Great you. Great movie. Kubo and the It Takes Two Strings. Yes. <laughs> That's the name of Thank the you. Thank you. Thank you. You're killing it with the killing So Kubo's it with the just names adopted tonight. by a horrible family and parents live happily ever after. That so it's actually a great. Actually, movie. not very sad. Oh, yeah, really no, it's actually pretty good. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me throw this one in there just to, to as an alternative to the previous one I had about the Moon King. Yeah, he becomes an old man. Problem is, there's like yeah. some sort of power around the Moon King that means that Kubo and his parents, like his parents, can't rest in eternal whatever until he kills the Moon King. Meaning he has to go to this old man who has no memories and everyone's trying to tell him that he's a nice guy and he has to kill him. Kubo, this small child, has to murder a a confused (laughs) old man in order for his parents to go to the afterlife. And then when he does it, his parents come to him in spirit form and they're disappointed. (laughs) <laughs> they wish that he hadn't done it. Yeah, they're oh like, uh, Kubo. Or it just doesn't we, work. That's we, even more sad. Yeah, he just good. killed his grandpa for nothing. Yeah. Kubo. Like, whoops, we misunderstood the rules. Oh, I think you meant it doesn't work as in he tries oh, to murder his I mean, grandfather. Like, and people like, trying he to doesn't kill actually die. And he's like, oh my God, God, I've committed this far. Like, yeah, and the grandpa's he goes like, to prison. I'm Rasputin. <laughs> I'm Rasputin. So you just see Kubo repeatedly hitting his grandfather oh, over geez. the head with a rock. And then it fades to black. That actually, I think that might be the saddest one. Kubo having to kill his confused grandpa that thinks he loves everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the saddest one. That actually yeah. kind of gets me a little. The other ones were just like dark. That one's sad. Yep. Oof. Yeah, I guess I'm better at this than you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Looks like you win again, Christian. That's <laughs> the saddest ending of all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so some pretty fucking sad endings to Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, what a sad movie. Yeah. So it's time for another context. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are we going to sum it up? Yeah. Okay. So to sum it up, we had a, a bunch of sad endings. One of them, I think we agreed 
by vote that mine was the saddest. But I think we also we all, all agree that kind ones. of it's mostly sad that the Moon King regains like no consciousness and kind of becomes a shell of a person. Yeah. We all sort of included that in our sad endings because it is sad. Right. It's not just that he dies. It's that he loses his entire identity and becomes this enfeebled, weak old creature who has to live and then die as a mortal man, Mm. even though this is like an immortal being who has all this power, presumably, even though we don't ever really get that defined. I just realized this man is like so old and enfeebled that Kubo, his only living relative, is going to have to like wipe his ass and take care of him yet like he did his mother. So he's saddled with another. Except worse because he's old man. Oh no, poor Kubo. And his mother was middle-aged woman. (laughs) True. She was middle-aged woman. He's going to have to like change his old man diapers and shit. You know what? I feel like that, that old lady will take care. She seemed. She did seem. She seemed kind of down. She was like, "You also hit on me a lot." Maybe that was Kubo's grandmother. She was DTF. Essentially, Kubo's grandmother. Because we never talked about Kubo's grandmother. She was essentially like his. But like really, truly, actually, his grandmother. Yeah, maybe she. Something happened where she was killed as um, a god, and then came back to Earth. Yeah, as a confused old woman. It seems like everyone dies and comes back as a different thing in this universe. So why not? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, they really need to better define some of the celestial creatures yeah. in this film. It I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. They I mean, they cool. don't need that to. But the it was oh, like they need if, to, Christian. If we're getting Someone it. has to answer for this. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. Uh, David, it is your turn <gasps> to draw from her contextual chalice. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Context number three. Context number three. I'm doing it with one hand. David Style doing it with one hand. Okay. <laughs> thought it said pick a detective. Pick a director with a distinct style and imagine this movie if they'd made it. Okay. Ooh. Now, oh. here's how I vote we do this. Without discussing it, each one of us picks a director and we all say it at the same time so we don't get a chance to, like, whatever. Okay? So just okay. take take a couple seconds, and I will count one, two, three, go, and then we'll say it. Okay? Okay? Okay. You got one? Mm-hmm. You got one? Okay. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, Lars von Trier. Who did you say, Christian? I heard Quentin Tarantino. I said Wes Anderson. I almost said Wes Anderson. I thought about Wes Anderson, and I was like, well, but I feel like everyone's going to say Wes Anderson, and thankfully, no one did. Wouldn't that have been funny if we all did? Hey, wait, let's redo it. One, two, three. (laughs) Wes Anderson. Anderson. Hey, we did it. Oh, no. (laughs) We also got each other the same Christmas present. It's Wes Anderson. It's Wes Anderson. Coming out of a cake in a scantily curled outfit. Oh, oh, you guys. What, what, <laughs> what is he sound like? Ray Romano? He sounds like Ray Romano. Oh, Deborah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Deborah, I'm, I'm here. Everybody uh, loves Wes. I popped out of this cake. Oh, I, I made Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> so if Ray Romano okay, voiced Kubo. So, if, so okay, so. Uh, Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier was mine. Jesus oh, fucking <laughs> Christ. We had Sorry. a whole thing about Lars von Trier today, <laughs> but don't, you don't need to hear about it. All right, fine, so yeah. what uh, what would this movie look like if Lars von Trier made it? David? Everybody would be raped. Well, that's for sure. There yeah. would be, his mother would not be like cursed or whatever. She would be like a like visually assaulted person and it would be mm. really traumatic for everyone, probably <sighs> in front of Kubo or something because mm-hmm. like, Lars Venture hates people having a nice time. Uh, he just seems to hate people. Yeah, Kubo was probably assaulted by the same person, maybe at the same time. Like it's a lot. It's hard to and say. And then Kubo was probably but going to assault his mom at some point. Yeah, it is complexes and things. But and no one would believe them. Is the no, other thing. oh true, very true. So the so the storytelling teen teens the storytelling teens my favorite uh, boy band <laughs> uh, the storytelling boy scenes would essentially would not be. Kubo entertaining the masses. They would be Kubo pleading, clothed in rags, oh. with everyone to believe him th- that what happened. But everybody's like that crazy kid and his crazy damaged mom up there, freaks, oh and God. like beating the kid and throwing him out. And he's like eating pig food and like oh he, he's a beast child essentially. But he goes on this quest. He tries to he tries to make it right. 
it's probably the quest part is probably a hallucination and he's probably like voyaging through like people's garbage or something or likely he has like sepsis or something and he's in a gutter somewhere right exactly like like, it's not real he goes on a voyage but his mom for sure dies and that's what triggers his like psychotic break Uh which involves him hanging out with a monkey and a beetle maybe there's a monkey carcass and like a beetle crawling on his body and he Mm -hmm. like sort of projects into this world the finale is of course the nihilist moon king winning uh imposing his rule on all of the people that would like to feel but one by one get their memories sucked away and become better in the sky as kubo watches them all fail and then he wakes up from his dream and realizes that it's all meaningless and probably just goes back to sleep in the gutter oh oh, sleep he or goes dies, back to sleep. Or yes. he dies. <laughs> he, he dies of starvation in the gutter. He gets because hung to death. <laughs> hung to death. That, he gets hanged by the Oof, neck until, until he's, he's dead. dead. God damn it. When Spoiler yep. alert for Dancer in the Dark. Mm. Just keep dancing in the dark. I, yeah, I, I, know. <laughs> I think that you have accurately summed up what this movie would be like if yeah. Lars von Trier directed it. I'm sorry. And I definitely never want to see that movie. Nope. So, kids, <laughs> I got this uh, stop-motion animated film for you. It would still be stop-motion animation. Oh, that's exactly Very, it, Very, like, playful and colorful, they would like, just they extremely would extremely re- dark. They would reuse the poster from Antichrist with the scissors, <laughs> but instead of there being blood on it, it would be paper from origami. Oh, shit. That's good. But it would be for the same reason, because that scene would also be in this movie. Oof. Yep, you're right. Well, and there you go. Congratulations, we- all people that... Uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, yeah. So, uh, what would Two that words. look like? More blood. Elaborate. There were there were some bloody bits in the uh, the paper fighting scenes in the beginning. There was like paper blood that would spew. Oh yeah, oh, that, was that was the closest was to blood that actually happened. Yeah, in the movie. yeah. So more of that or so more, more actual de- blood? More actual blood. Yeah. Um, trying to think here. Because the. Uh, I think thinking of Kill Bill is an easy way to get into mm-hmm. this because Ooh. there's a lot of like Asian influenced stuff, including a whole anime section of that movie. Oh yeah. Um, and the weapons that the uh, sisters use are similar to the one that that one character uses in Kill Bill to fight against Uma Thurman with like the the chain and the ball. That's true. Oh weird. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. So maybe just like. I honestly don't think it would be that much different. I'm sorry, but the way that it would just that be bloodier. It would just be bloodier. Would, the fights like, would I be longer like and more gratuitous and bloodier. Yeah, but I like think mostly the plot be, would be the same. There's yeah, the plot would be pretty much the same. I mean, there's, it's a hero's quest. Um, there probably would be a couple more. Like I feel like Beetle probably would have died sooner, mm. or actually died. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Remember now? Did was there a moment? Because I mean, clearly the guys kind of already. Dead. Yeah, no, he did. He did die. He died in the courtyard. Uh, oh, the, he right. got stabbed in the bat. That's right. That's right. So he would probably have died mm. sooner. I think would be a big change there. Mm. But then mm. they would have revealed it in uh, in out of order. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. you wouldn't have realized it. The courtyard scene took place before the boat scene. Oh, yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. I'm Quentin. Christoph Waltz might have done a voice. Oh, Christoph Waltz would have done just oh, no, yeah. no Asian people, <laughs> because <laughs> that's what the, it would still be the same voice actors from this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Christoph, who would Christoph Waltz be though? Beetle. Um, no, I think he would actually have been Doctor King Schultz, just kind of like riding <laughs> on in, <laughs> like in, like live action, like yeah, coming in Alvin yeah. and Chipmunk style. He's just there. I mean, he did. Tarantino did do sort of like a hero's journey kind of thing with Django. Right. Obviously, <laughs> there's like a lot of other stuff going on in that movie. But if you look at the uh, just the, the arc of the plot, it is sort of a traditional hero's journey. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, but visually, I think uh, he could still do colors pretty well. I think Kill Bill demonstrated that mm-hmm. pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Um, violence would definitely be a thing. Um yeah, but like there was a lot of death, like all the characters but Kubo and his grandpa died except for side characters. Like, yeah, I think there would also be a lot. There would have to be at least one scene where maybe like the sisters or something have the three of them like trapped in a room and they're just like interrogating them or oh, something. Yeah, totally there's like a long true, yeah. talking scene that's very mm-hmm. tense where you think someone's <laughs> about to die, 
and then yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it was so it'd be something like that, and then maybe one of the sisters right. gets killed Ooh. violently. Yeah. Actually, there would have been a scene where the mother, um, after so after that first sister was killed on the boat, mm-hmm. um, the mother who was at this point in the monkey's body would have yeah. donned her mask and oh. her robe and tried to have oh, gone in disguise go. yep. into yep, their father's home or oh, something. Oh, sure, Nothing sure, better sure. than an undercover, yeah. maybe it'll find me out scene. Exactly. Tarantino That's movie. true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. 100%. And then they were like, we got three sisters here. And they were like, you hold them up in the German way. It's three. <laughs> and, then, and it's a visual joke that I'm doing on a podcast. You're welcome, <laughs> everyone. Yep. I th- actually think about that a lot. Um, recently, I was hanging out with a friend who, for some reason, and I didn't realize this before, does hold her three up in yeah. the German way, which is your forefinger, middle finger, and your thumb. Yeah. And I had a moment where I thought, is this a German spy? Did you <laughs> shoot that person? Is, is she a Nazi? Is she a Nazi? Nazi. But is she a Nazi, though? Remains to be, yeah, still, still to be determined, but interesting. She's yeah. from Minnesota and does the interesting. Well, there are cool. a lot of Germans in Minnesota. Interesting. But yeah, maybe she's just a hipster. <laughs> or maybe she <laughs> saw Inglorious Bastards and oh, she just doesn't want to get shot. I forgot possible. she's missing her ring finger and her pinky in a horrible accident. Oh, she lost them. So right, 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 right. That right. Oh, that yeah. person. Oh, yeah, I know that person. Yeah. <laughs> Old three finger Jen. Old German finger Jen? Old German yeah. fingered Jen. <laughs> that classic character. Funny, we didn't remember her name when we were saying this. Actually, here's a here's a genuine question. Uh oh. Which older actor would he get to come Ooh. back and like revive oh, his yeah. career? Because he's done that. Shit. Okay, so let's list some of the ones he's done that with. He did that with Ter- uh, Travolta in Pulp Fiction. He did Wait, that. was he considered old at the time of? He was Pulp like Fiction? he was, was he very like much considered a little bit. He, it was like a comeback film for him. Like he hadn't had a big movie in a long time before that. Right. Uh, then there was uh, there was um, uh, Kurt Russell Kurt in Russell? Death Proof. Yeah, sure. There was uh, Don Johnson mm-hmm. in uh, Django. Yep. Um, so what middle aged white guy? Would yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What middle aged white guy? Uh, what about? I was just thinking about this guy the other day. What about Greg Kinnear though? Like I, I don't think he could get that. What about Kevin Sorbo? He's got the gravitas. Oh, fuck off! I don't think either of those people have the gravitas. Um, That's actually a really good question. I feel like Bill Paxton, R.I.P., would be a good, would be a good choice. Bill Pullman Uh, would be a good choice. I was thinking, was he? Is he dead? Because Bill Pullman, (laughs) if he is not dead, (laughs) which I am not sure of. No, he was in. He'd be great. He was in the the Independence Day sequel. Right, I, that's why I thought he was dead because he was like near dead. He's dead to movie. me. But yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so we've heard Greg Kinnear, Bill Pullman, Dennis Quaid. Ooh, Dennis Quaid. Ooh, the D Quaids though. Yeah, the D. The DQ. The DQ. Oh, the DQ. Hot, Hot eats, eats and cool, cool treats. Acting. Sweet teats. <laughs> my life motto. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Dennis Sweet Teats Quaid. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when I think of Dennis Quaid, I always think, hmm, sweet teats. <laughs> oh, God. It's the second time we've Milk. recorded together when you've made that noise into a microphone and I've asked you to stop. Well, three strikes and I'm out. No. Fool you, me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool, well, you better not fool me. Fool me a third time. Uh, so yeah, that I think Tarantino would have done a good job with this movie, is I think what we've decided. <laughs> yeah, I think so. In a long runabout way, yes, we have. What about so, Wes Anderson, though? Quest Anderson. Uh, a tribe called Wes. So, <laughs> so this one I think is more of a gimme than the others because he's already done a stop motion movie uh, yeah. in the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. He has a very colorful film oeuvre, which would fit. Ooh. The very colorful film, which is Kubel in the two strings. Um, he would probably have it pronounced. Like yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know uh, what more. Well, so he does a lot of static shots. This movie is very mm. active and mobile in yeah. the, a lot of its shots. So I think I think the there would be a lot more uh, a sort of static them crossing the screen rather than the camera sort of moving with them. Some of those Absolutely. like bird flying scenes or like a lot of the sort of like magical paper stuff would be a lot less all over the place. It would be 
but there would be more there would be just as much stuff happening but it would be from a fixed a more fixed perspective right. and maybe like tracking shots more uh, so than like in the middle of the action like they do uh in this movie i also think that it would have started with like you know like Tokyo, 1954. Like, it would be a little oh, bit yeah. more of a modern Bunch setting. Bunch of title cards. Too. Yeah, lots oh, of title yeah, cards. Yeah. It also would have been... I mean, not that... I can't say for certain that... I assume that Kubo took place in olden times before sure. electricity. Like but 20, that, yeah. Well, that, it's very mythological. It is very mythological. But um, I think people would be wearing more modern, cutesy clothes. Mm, such cute clothes. Such cute clothes. Um <laughs> there would have been some like record players at some point, and Kubo's <laughs> instrument. Which do we know what that was called? Oh God, it was like a. It's a kind of guitar. I can't remember the specific name for it, mm-hmm. but okay. it's like a like a, a mini, picked, yeah, three stringed instrument. Mm-hmm. Was it supposed to be three strings? No, I think it's supposed to be four or five. Four or five, oh, but, okay. he, but he by the time four. for just for the symbolism, he had the three. Yeah, because it broke at one point. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, if you have an instrument for any length of time you're going to be breaking some strings and yeah. so it would be odd that he'd had it his entire life and couldn't have repaired other strings <laughs> as well i mean it <laughs> s- does seem like a weird choice kubo yeah but it probably if it had been a wes anderson movie it would have been more of some modern acoustic guitar maybe yeah it, maybe i mean i'm just picturing the uh the the what was he brazilian dude from uh life aquatic oh sue george uh-huh that. Or Sue Jorge. Right, or yeah, that person. So Jorge. Uh, yeah, but like that person that just kind of hangs out on sets and sings songs with an acoustic guitar. Sure, like sure. That, the scenes where Kubo plays and creates uh, birds and creates things by like, he creates a whole ship by like strumming mm-hmm. would have been like pop numbers. You know what? That's mm-hmm. actually a really good point. There would have been at least one sort of like Greek chorus, like mostly quiet following someone around and observing kind of character sue mm. george in in uh, life aquatic is like yeah. that pretty much he's there for music and right. just sort of like being part of the set yeah. and then uh there's gene hackman's assistant character in <laughs> royal tenenbaums who oh, stabs him um okay. there's uh yeah so there's always like at least a character like that who's always there but doesn't say much they're just like active in other ways hanzo um Paper Hanzo. Oh shit, Paper Hanzo, you're right. Paper Hanzo. Oh man. But he would get introduced. Like he would pose and it would say Paper Hanzo yes. as himself. Yes, or like yes, some yes, stupid yes, thing yes, like yes, that. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yes. The um, Wilson brothers would have been in it. Oh yep. yeah. Yep. They could have been the sisters. Oh my <laughs> god, how Actually they would have been, been the sisters. How they just float in. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh hey Kubo, wow. Hey, it's been a while. Oh, Kubo, hey, we've been looking for you. They'd call oh. him Kub. Oh, Kub. <laughs> they would definitely call him <laughs> Yeah, they'd try to get on, like, to be buddy-buddy with him. <laughs> That's their him. plot. They're yeah. like, hey, hey, you want to hang out smoke some oh, weed? Oh, yeah, we've, we've got some sweet dubs. <laughs> some sweet dubs. Some Kube. sweet dubs. Kubo and the two splits. Ah, uh, killing it. Um, yeah, I think there also would have been mm. a much more distinctive uh, color difference for the characters. Like, each a character. Lot more yellow. Yep, each yeah. character would have had a defining color. This movie, there was a mm. little bit of that, but not much. Not a lot, no. Like, the Moon King would have been, like, a distinctive color. Every character would have had their own kind of, like... Ray Fiennes is in it. Kind of tone. Oh, yeah, Ray Fiennes. So, uh, yeah. that's a Wes Anderson thing. Yes, Ray <laughs> Fiennes is definitely a Wes Anderson thing. If I were to say anything about Ray Fiennes... <laughs> he's a Wes Anderson he, thing. He's a Wes Anderson thing. Wes Anderson thing. Um... Soundtrack would have been, uh, there would have been more, uh, do you think he would have gone with like known pieces of music or would he have gone more classical kind of like he did with uh, Grand Budapest? I think the classical route and maybe even dipping into like, uh, probably dipping into Japanese pop. Maybe. Like I think that's, I think I could see that. I will point out at the end, um, in the credit scene, while my guitar gently weeps mm-hmm. was played in yes, a was. little bit more of a Japanese style. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It probably would in have been Japanese a kink style. song, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. But I, I could see while my guitar gently weeps kind of inserted into the actual mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. versus yeah. as the credits gimmick. Yeah, and that's I true. Could, I could see that. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, Wes Anderson. Oh, you, Wes you Anderson. Kooky little guy. So to recap, uh, Lars von Trier would have made it really <laughs> horrifyingly depressing and everything would have been a dream that ultimately yep. meant nothing. And then a <laughs> child would have died in a gutter. 
Correct. Quentin uh, Tarantino like would have uh, kept the hero's journey, made it more bloody and violent. And uh, what else did we say about it? He would have uh, revived a middle-aged white dude. He would have revived the career of a middle-aged white dude. <laughs> of Bill Pullman or Dennis Quaid. We're not sure. Yeah. The pull Quaid. No, that didn't no. work. No, I'm, it's no, mine. yeah, it's it's not there. I just okay with Dennis um, Quaidman. <laughs> That's like not a thing. <laughs> That's just men at the end of his name. Uh, and then Wes Anderson would have done a lot more static shots, distinctive color palettes, and superhero he static shots. Uh, sorry, what what was that? Age? He would have modernized it. Yeah, he might have modernized yeah. it a bit. Um, so yeah. That's that is what it would be like if different d- distinctive directors took on Kubo and the Two Strings. What a fun thing! All right, so it's time <laughs> for the last context of the episode, drawn from our contextual chalice by my wife Asia, and the last context of the day is: <laughs> Is this movie Die Hard? Oh, uh, is it? My, it, hey, hang on, just real quick, guys. Is this movie Die Hard? But, but is it Die Hard? But is it Die Hard though? Well, let's look at the evidence. <laughs> so there's a lead character <laughs> played by Bruce Willis. Played, Ooh, by, played Bruce by Bruce Willis. Willis. That's true. Yes, very true. Uh, Nakatomi Plaza sounds like a thing that could have Ooh. been in this movie. <laughs> Definitely. Sure. Ooh, yeah. but there were more Asian actors in Die Hard than there were in Kubo. Oh man, that's oh, so that true. Be right. That's um, true. So in that way, it is not Die Hard. In that way, it's not Die Hard. But you do have a trickster villain character who Correct. ostensibly is out for one thing, but you discover later is trying to do something else. Potentially more ideological? Maybe, yeah. Like, or, But it's like the opposite of Hans Gruber, where he's acting <laughs> ideological, but he really wants money. Right. And this one, he's acting like yeah. a dick, but it's really for like an ideological reason. Right. He's like, I want your eye, but it's for you. Yeah, no, I want <laughs> the best for you. Yeah. So it's like Die Soft. It's like kind of like son Die Hard. It's so like a little You bit. son of a bitch. It's a little bit like that. Okay. okay. In that way, uh, I would say there are less guns. In Kubo, then significantly in fewer guns. True. Uh, maybe zero in Kubo. I think I, there were zero I'm, guns. I'm pretty sure zero is the correct number of yeah. guns. It definitely wasn't a Christmas movie. Well, there was a lot of uh, a lot of snow. wrapping paper <laughs> folded all, into fun hey, shapes. A lot of folded paper. <laughs> Lots yeah, of folded yeah, paper, which yeah. is very popular at Christmas times. Oh my god! Um, a lot of people did die. Yeah, and it was hard. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Stunt wise, there was a lot like the ship scene, drowning. Well, okay, so let's let's think There's about let's just remember what we're talking about when we're talking about Die Hard. What do we talk about when we talk about Die there Hard? There we go. Yeah. So, um, so it's a movie in which a guy goes to try and get his marriage back on track with his wife, and then gets embroiled in a, a massive uh, actiony plot that he had no part of and has to fight his way out of in order to try and repair his broken marriage and survive Mm -hmm. so i guess in this in kubo the the sort of corollary to that could potentially be that kubo is a child who is trying to be a kid and make his mother better and like try and provide for the two of them and then despite the fact that he was unaware of what would happen, he violates his mother's wishes and stays out too late and is greeted then by her sisters, which is a plot that he has no real part of. I mean, he doesn't, I I don't know. I would say, okay, I'm sorry. I was going to say that like, in the sense that their beef is more with the sister than it is with him and he's kind of caught in the middle of it. Yeah. I guess would be my my point to that. I would actually say that the mother is Bruce Willis in this scenario because she's the one who's actively trying to not engage in any riffraff. Oh, she's but then to gets caught up, up, but gets it. caught she, up in it. And when she's in the monkey body, she's a little bit surly. She's a little bit like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, fine. We just got to get it done. Just we trying to keep him safe, but is also super badass and does yeah. a lot of cool things. Yeah, monkey monkey does seem like the the Bruce Willis of the Die Hard yeah. of this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right. Th- yeah, 
Monkey McLean. John <laughs> Monclean. Monclean. There we are. That's the one. That's the one. EPKA um, monkey, f- monkey fucker. <laughs> 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 Yippee Kaye. That was hard to say. Monkey fucker. Monkey do you fucker name is these better episodes? Because if you do, Yippee Kaye <laughs> monkey, monkey fucker is a pretty good, good yeah. first pretty episode good. name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, okay, so let's see. What else? Uh, what What else is this? How else is this movie like how, or not like Die Hard? That's a good question. So do we have a character in this movie who is like the, um, oh my God, because I've seen this movie so many times, I feel dumb that I can't think of the limo driver's name. Oh, uh, Argyle. Argyle. Do we have an Argyle? <laughs> do we have an Argyle? Uh, uh, excuse me. Oh, do we have an Argyle? Is there an Argyle in the room? A, hang on. Is there an Argyle here? Uh, would, hang on, would Beetle be the Argyle? Why? And Tell me. Mm, Tell because... Because to me, an Argyle Ar- has to be someone who's oblivious to what is happening around yeah, him. Which is, right. there is which is not Beetle. No. Uh, I think Beetle will be more like the Carl Winslow of the movie. <laughs> or whatever. The yeah. Thing. No, no, because I would say that he has less agency than Carl Winslow does. Because he, he's so, like okay. he's portrayed as being so dumb and having such a hard time focusing but on Beatles things. But Beetle's active and is making... Yeah things happen and he's stopping things from happening where Argyle is oblivious for much of the movie that there's anything happening But then he successfully kills that other terrorist. But in the the last moment. Yeah. When he becomes aware of the danger. Right. Which was I yeah I don't think Beetle is a good uh, Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. But uh, he is oblivious but just like generally. So Paper Hanzo then? No he's I honestly I don't know if there's a good I don't know if there's a good argument because there really aren't any side characters that are just hanging out there's just if that old woman (laughs) had actually in the last moment kind of barreled in in that car that she finally was able to <laughs> 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 like if she just like pulled into that la- the courtyard where they yeah. had that last fighting scene she's got our Ar- potential no 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 she mm-hmm. is Argyle okay. because she does swoop in at the last moment she's the one who lies to the old man oh, about him being a nice okay. person That's a good point. which is essentially the same thing which is essentially the same yeah. thing in that she's been sitting out most of the movie and she was like comic relief at the beginning and now she comes in and she like it solves the last piece of the the puzzle in terms of like stopping all the terrorists yeah because yeah. that because the terrorist that argyle kills is the one who was about to get away and th- because mm-hmm. of him doing that none mm-hmm. of the terrorists yep. get yep, away that's true Huh. So in that sense, the old lady is Argyle. Good job, Asia. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. So so far I guess we've this got movie is dire. We've got a corollary, and it's just Argyle <laughs> and an old lady. Argyle and old lace. Aww. That's not really a thing. Argyle and I'm the sorry. old lady. No, it's okay. Argyle it's and the old lady. Um. Fuck. What else? How else is this movie diehard? Hmm. See, because it's especially difficult because Die Hard takes place. It's very claustrophobic. It's all one building pretty much. Yeah. Whereas this is the exact opposite. It's very sprawling. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So no. In Die Hard, John McClane kills a brother. Of like, there's two of the terrorists are brothers. Oh yeah. Oh, and right, then like right. he's like so pissed because his brother was killed. I don't know which Aryan looking guy it was that he killed. That <laughs> right. was the brother. Right. Um. And there's two sisters in Kubo. Mm-hmm. Yep. And but it, there didn't seem to the one sister even seem that upset that her sister. Oh no, she totally was. She she like had a whole thing about it. She talked about it when she was like fighting them about how her sister got killed. She seemed more upset that her sister had betrayed, like Kubo's mother had betrayed. Yeah, yeah that that's true. Like real, that's real true. Kicker, because it didn't it didn't seem in character for them to to be angry and mm. grieving. Another idea here. <gasps> so in <laughs> Die Hard, Die Hard. Um, Hans Gruber pretends to be that Amer- he pretends to be American. Yes. And in Kubo, the grandfather pretends to be just a grandfather. Just just a and a lot man. of white people pretend to be Japanese people. Oh God. Yes. Thank so you. okay, That's so there's there's that. But the old man comes to him in a dream and pretends to be like, yeah, oh hey, here's no, here's whatever. So yeah. 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 Nice. Less racist, but also true. But um, <laughs> ooh. Another idea here. Oh, Asia's killing it. it. It figures the person here who's seen Die Hard the most. And that does make sense. <laughs> Jake Peralta, which here. is great. That's so, I mean, that's, okay. This was made for Asia. This, <laughs> yeah. this particular context. I would actually say that, the, like, the well, while we 
both or all three of us excuse me i forget that you're here david um in my in my world it's just me christian so I'm while we can while we can all That's say that hans gruber is the intentional enemy of john mcclain and die hard i would say that the the true enemy is glass <laughs> and, and as <laughs> as glass is the true enemy i think that all of these so each of these like three steps that he has to go through to get like the you know the His three-step program yeah the three-step program so he has oh. to get the um he has to fight that skeleton yep to get the sword mm-hmm. he has to fight the eyeballs yep. to get the armor and then um, well i guess he does have to fight the moon king to, to get yeah moon so yeah, sure. i would say the skeleton and the eyes i mean those are the glass. That's okay. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because like, you know, we all have skeletons in our closet. So people in glass houses shouldn't throw stone, yeah, you know, right. like that. Yeah. We that's, all that's the don't connection. We, we all you don't throw masks. skeletons. Right. D- skeletons in glass houses shouldn't throw themselves at the walls. Nailed <laughs> it. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, no, but here piggybacking off that idea. Yeah. Here is where that could actually work. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so in Die Hard, <laughs> oh. no, no, no. In Die Hard, there become it begins as like one sort of story of like the sort of interpersonal relationships of him and his wife and and the office that she's working at and all this bullshit. And then this terrorist thing happens, and he's like trying to just survive. So in Kubo, it's like he gets attacked by the sisters. His mom sacrifices herself, and then he's like just out with the monkey trying to survive. And then it's like, but. Now we have to gather up these three pieces of armor. So John McClane in Die Hard is, uh, <clears throat> sorry, is just trying to survive and get his wife out of there, uh, you know, away from the terrace. But then ends up having to com- communicating with Carl Winslow and realizing that this is a much bigger deal than he originally thought. And so he has to like gather information on the terrorists. So he has to like sort of listen in on them a couple times. He uh, tracks down their explosives. Um, he uh, like right. checks out like he, he goes up to the roof to check some shit out like he's got tasks that he has to complete sure. in order to get him to the final confrontation when he finally gets to Hans Gruber the main villain or the moon king and has to fight him for the last piece of the puzzle of his quest in mm. in Kubo it's the helmet in Die Hard it's his wife Um <laughs> But but you are correct that there are tasks that he must complete. And I I want to be I want to be crystal clear that I do not like making it John McClane's yeah. wife out to be an object to be one. I'm just saying, yeah. in terms of the narrative corollaries, you can see where they're kind of going mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Um. And so that's why I would say that there is at least a structural element that is somewhat similar to Die Hard in Kubo and the Two Strings. Sure, which is that he is so like the skeleton of that. What you what you just sort of summarized is he doesn't want to be. So he's just trying to live his normal life. He's just his, trying to live, do his family thing. Then his family kind of blows up a little bit, and something goes wild. There's a literal explosion, and then there's a literal explosion, and then he has to accomplish its proactive tasks. Yep. To eliminate the threat and get the thing he wants. Yep. Sure. Yeah. It's it is die hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. And huh. and to sort of return things to a status quo wherein he can live his life again. Yeah. 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 Um, as someone who always hated that part of high school English class where you're supposed to like draw the symbolism. Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. You know, pick out some five major symbols and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And yeah. I always like looked it up online because I just didn't <laughs> have time for that shit. Yeah. I'm going to really dig in deep here. So... Do we all remember that scene in Die Hard? When yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. When um, Senor McLean is trying to um, go down the ventilation <laughs> and he's using his gun yes. as like, you know, like, what's like, that? Yeah, like a rap? Yeah, like grapple. Yeah, like whatever that is. grappling with his gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he's you like know. slipping and he's slipping. I kind of feel like Kubo's age is represented in that strap. <laughs> I feel like Kubo yes. is really, I mean, that strap isn't very strong, you know? <laughs> that could break at any point, but it held through. And I feel like Kubo's, he was at a disadvantage just by being so young. And so poor. 
Uh, having so to take poor. care of his own destitute mom. He really had. For, for the record, I thought you said so porn just now. And, and I was so like, so porn. Oh, if there's so one thing porn. I know about Cuba, so porn. Barely legal. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I'm editing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping that in, though. <laughs> so he was really at a disadvantage. You know, he didn't have the right gear to begin with. But really, it was the innocence Correct. and the age that really <laughs> saved him in the end. I because mean, <laughs> let's consider something real quick wait, wait, because no, okay, she's yeah. fucking around. But let's consider but something actually real quick. Actually, I'm not. I'm just saying, pretending, li- pretending like I'm fucking around because if this doesn't make any sense, <laughs> I can say it was just a, just a joke. Just no, a goof. No, no, there just is a goof. goof. No, 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 no. There's, there's, there, you were right, especially when you said he was ill-equipped. In Die Hard, he doesn't even have fucking shoes. No. But in this one, like... Glass. The reason he has to go and get those pieces of armor is because he doesn't have those. He doesn't have those things. He He just has his flowy little coat with a bug on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that requires magic to even activate the bug. Can I tell you how this was not like Die Hard? Yes, please. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can think of any ways. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's gonna be a stretch. It's gonna be a stretch. Kubo had more hair than Bruce Willis. That was about it. Act one, scene one. John McClane stressed in the airport wearing a pristine. Crystal white. Is that a thing? <laughs> Opal crystal white. Crystal white. <laughs> Opal. Pearly Opal white. There white. we go. <laughs> there, there it is. You got yeah. it. Third try. Third right. time's the charm. <laughs> so High John opacity. McClane, we all know that classic scene where John McClane is strutting around in his, <laughs> his bleached white tank top. Wife oh. beater? What? Whoa. What? Some symbolism right there. <laughs> Last scene. Ugh. <laughs> Look how darkly stained that wife beater is. It's not even like any indication that it was ever white. Okay? Kubo. Oh, shit. What a sharp dresser. For a poor kid who lives in a cave? Yeah. He looks clean. Okay? Cut. Beginning to end. Not like Die Hard. Not like Die Hard at all. Nope. Live easy. Yeah, now you've really blown a hole in this whole thing. I really thought we had watched Die Hard, but mm-hmm. uh, you're yeah. right. It could I was I actually went over to my shelf and I pulled out my copy of Kubo and the Two Strings. I can see it in your like, hand right now. And like I went through the leaflets to like mm-hmm. make sure that someone hadn't taped over like Die Wait, Hard. Wh- why why because, is it so sticky looking? Oh, I I'm sorry. It's oh. I like honey and oh. I masturbate on all my foods. <laughs> <laughs> Two separate things. <laughs> yes, those are completely yeah, separate. Yeah, I just ideas. I like making two statements about myself when someone asks me a question. It's just Which one is not true? Yeah, two truths and a <laughs> and an omission. Two truths and an omission. <laughs> There's a secret in that in those phrases, and you have to find it. <laughs> two truths and a masturbatory admission. <laughs> the truth is, and I love honey. Admission. I don't like anything. <laughs> I do love honey. And I do masturbate on fuck, all my movies. Fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> masturbation, two truths and a lie. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. That's the key. <laughs> fuck, Mary kill. Would you rather two truths and a lie and <laughs> never have I ever? <laughs> uh, bring one. this to the hypothetic ass, buddy. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, take this one. Take. Um, yeah, great. So I, I can't. I can't figure out where we came down. Is this Die Hard? So I guess it's. I not, think it, like sixty percent. Yes, it yeah. is. I would I, say my copy. Like 30%. My copy isn't Die Hard. Okay, <laughs> I know fair. that much. What's well, what the difference? So seventy four percent is that what? Seventy four percent Die Hard. Yeah, that's how <laughs> math works. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes says seventy four percent Die Hard. Well, IMDb Tomatoes, says one out of. What if Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> ratings were just like what percentage of this is Die Hard? <laughs> oh, you guys didn't know that. What I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, the, cool. the 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 Gruber meter, <laughs> the Gruber meter, Grubometer, Grubometer, the Grubometer. I like that a lot. Uh, okay, so uh, that so let's just real quick run down the context we talked about today regarding Kubo and the two strings. Yeah, we began with. Oh no! What did we begin? Make with? Make it bad. Make it bad. Oh yes, we began with how can we make it bad? How. And we came up with some ways to make it bad. That's true. And then this we did is what it. we did. Uh, no, so let's see. Uh, well, fuck it. Let, we let, you, you heard it. 
Yeah. Uh, the second context was what's the saddest ending possible for this movie, and cool. I think we came up with some real sad gems. Yes, some real sad gems. And then uh, we did directors. Uh-huh. What if different directors with a distinct style had done this film? And finally, we rounded it out by trying to determine whether it is or is not Die Hard. Uh, I think we've given a pretty fair and complete picture of Kubo and the Two Strings. I really think this is the definitive. I really think this isn't the definitive. The definitive view of Kubo and the Two Strings yeah. that will stand the test of time. Yeah, I have a, uh, I'm going to go back over my shelf actually real quick. I'm mm-hmm. going to pull out a book that says all Kubo and the Two Strings criticism. I'm going to go ahead and close that book. Why don't you just burn it? It's done. Just burn it. I'll burn it later. Burn it. I closed it. And then just create a transcript of this, put it in binding, and just leave it in every bookstore you go to from now on. Or work at. Or work work at. at. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Thank you both for being on here. David, Asia, uh, I really appreciate you joining me and discussing Kubo and the Two Strings today. Uh, I would like to announce to you both what I have decided Mm -hmm. our next film will be to discuss here on Contextual Deviance next up The Matrix (gasps) yes recently added to Netflix The Matrix will be the next subject of Contextual Deviance so I don't expect to be asked back necessarily next week Mm -hmm. but I live with you and don't really want to watch that again yeah no I know I'm fine watching it on my own I've already seen it like a few dozen times since it came out when I was, let's see, 97. So I was eight. (laughs) So it was like pretty much in my wheelhouse. (laughs) Yeah. You were eight? You you were the target market for that movie. Oh, for sure. Eight years old, really? You think that's... But like a mature eight. A philosophical mature eight. I was eight, eight, but I had the body of a (laughs) (laughs) six-year-old. You're older than your eight years. Um, I was very wizened. I was yeah. a very wizened eight yeah. year old. I was eight, but like I had that. the body of a severely overweight six year old. <laughs> I was eight, but I had an arthritic body. <laughs> I just had a lot of arthritis. A lot of it. It was like Benjamin Button, but like outside normal, (laughs) his internal organs and skeletal structure (laughs) was like like totally fine. So (laughs) she's like, "What's happening?" So like, uh, what I love the idea about that is that a reverse, uh, like a mid reverse Benjamin Button, is like (laughs) a really old man with the internal organs of a small child. (laughs) (laughs) I can't eat solid food, which is actually kind of how it works. Well, actually, yeah. Oh man, his his spleen is so tiny, but his hand, his head is normal sized and wrinkled i'm confused by this body it's not normal benjamin button (laughs) disease says the real doctor this doesn't fit any of the signs of actual benjamin button disease it's not lupus hey it's it's not not lupus lupus, though it's it's never lupus uh so that has been uh an episode of contextual deviance guys we did it thanks uh join us uh for the matrix and uh in the meantime a sign-off i don't have a sign-off hey don't do drugs. Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can find us on Twitter at Contextual Deviance or email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Special thanks to Minneapolis's own The Bad Man for the use of the song Gun Tonic off of their album Ain't Clean. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been your host, Christian Hagen. Have a nice day. Have a nice day.